Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hustled Heart. This is Sophie Wang, Nikki Ryan, Safa Shake, and Hassan Omar. We are super excited today to talk about a lot of things. So, who wants to start off with their high-low? Um, I'll start. Um, I think my high for this week slash weekend was like seeing all my friends and I got to see them like consecutively like every night, like no matter what, which is kind of hard when you're like having, when you have school and like work to do because it's just like, oh, like I saw you today, so like I need to like stay at home tomorrow and like mm-hmm. do work. I can't like go out. Um, and then a low is um, on my final start Friday, so I'm a little bit stressed and trying to like do some time management, but it's not really working out so far. Which finals? Um, I have a I-202 paper due Friday, and then next week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I have finals, and then oh next, my. like, the Wednesday finals week, I have L-201. So, it's fine. Everything's going to be great. Wow. Yeah. I'll echo, I can echo yeah. that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Give it my, to us. You know, I feel like everyone's high was kind of little five mm-hmm. week. Um, in particular, I think Friday was, like, just the peak of sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, it was just so fun. Uh, I went to a concert, which I don't even remember the name. Of the <laughs> Not like that. Doesn't matter. You just need doesn't to have matter. fun. I just had a good time. And then the low would be just, you know, I feel like Little Five was the calm before the storm. Even yeah. though it was still Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, just finals and everything. But we were used to that, so. Yeah. Gotcha. I think for me, my high was little five weekend, but more specifically, just Friday night, I went out and then um, the cops came at like 1130. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, this has never happened before. My <laughs> adrenaline's pumping. Like I was Tormod. running out of the house so quick. I was like, they can't even see me. Like, <laughs> um, it was really funny. And I was with a group of nine other people. So we were just all running around. Mm. It was just really funny trying to get everyone back together. Um, And then Saturday and Sunday, Sunday, Taste of India had, like, um, a really, like, a special buffet. It was, like, I don't know how to pronounce it, Baisaki or something. Mm, I don't know either. But I think I saw, like, the event on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Um, It was so good. They had, like, sugar cane juice and, like, things that were really out there. I love sugar cane juice. Yeah. So good. Um, And I went with my friend Vanthi, so it was 10 out of 10. So those were my highs as well as some other things. And my low was, it's really not that much of a low, but I'm very sleep deprived today. So I was like, I will get myself a matcha green tea latte and no one will stop me. And so I went to the union. I went up to like the sugar and spice kitchen and I was like, can I please have one matcha green latte, please? With almond milk, no light ice. And then she was like, yeah. And then she was like, all right, it's $5. Like she hadn't made it yet, but she's trying to ring me up. And I was like, I can't use meal points. And she was like, no, you can't use meal points. And I was like, I don't want to pay with real money. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to go to Starbucks and get myself a matcha green tea latte. So I like ran to Starbucks. And it was like 1120 at this point. So, you know, Ooh, we had yeah, this Yeah, Running to Starbucks, went in the big-ass line. The yeah. biggest line ever. Like, mm. I was like, there's no way this will take me an hour. So I don't have a matcha green tea latte. And I only have grapes. So you know what? Life will... But I feel like... <laughs> That's low. Everyone's low with sleep deprivation. I literally read, wrote it down. So my low is actually not sleep deprivation. I slept a ton this weekend. Oh, great. Because I just dartied all weekend. Literally Thursday, Friday, Saturday, dartied. Mm. Amazing. Would recommend you're in bed by 7. Like, that I did that on Friday, and I was in bed by 12, and then I slept wow. till 12 the next day. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was so nice. That. It was so nice. I literally, like... I, like, went to a party at night, and then, like, I just, like, left early. I was, like, I've been out the whole day. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. Sophie, uh, you didn't give me a high five back. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my low is 
basically the rest of my life. Oh, gosh. Um, I just had, like, a severe breakdown about 45 seconds ago when I walked into this room because I've my team and I have completely neglected our entire F303 final project, which we've supposed to be working on the entire semester, and we have done... Big L. Nothing. And I've already gotten a horrible grade on the last test in this class, and if I have to retake this class... I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> There's um, nothing you can't bounce back from. Oh, honey, <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, Austin. We tell him, so we're like, we're just like, in officers, we're like, all right, we just like didn't do it. And he's like, what do you mean? And we're like, we just, we just didn't do it. And he's like, uh, I don't know how to help you. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. But knowing Nikki, she will get it done. It's yeah. just the grind oh, that's coming. It'll get done. It is just going to freaking hurt along the way. Right, you just also, need yeah. some matcha green tea latte. Yeah. <laughs> some cookies on the side, I don't know. Also, there's like a lot of other projects going on, and like I have like four finals in three days on finals week. A mood. A mood and so, a half. So, basically you will not see me until next year, basically. Right. <laughs> so, hope you all have a great summer. <laughs> what's, the, what's the like yearbook thing? Hags. 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 summer. Yeah. You know when... You would so write, it's like, have a great summer. Like, instead hags. of writing that, you just write hags in someone's yearbook. I've never heard anyone say hags in my life. Are you kidding? Like, did well, I mean, no one used to call it hags in your yearbook. I didn't have it either until, I didn't learn about oh. it in college. That's so, thank you for enlightening when I, me. When I first came to America, it sounds like as if, like, I'm in a movie. So I'm like, I to America. No, but, like, in third grade, that's when I moved. Um, and at the end of the year, they had these yearbooks, and I never had. I used to have a yearbook in Belgium or something. And so everyone would write hags, and I'm like, do they not know how to spell my name? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on there. Was well, hag like, like an offensive thing. term? Also? An old hag, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like really? a witch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, no, I didn't, like, even take it I that remember, way. I, I remember so when I used to write out, have a great summer. And then, like, slowly, like, over the years, it became hags. Oh. And then you do H dot A dot yeah. G dot S <laughs> Exclamation yeah. mark. I love that. Love that. Oh my gosh. Um, so, you want to dive into our topic today, Nikki? <laughs> yes. So, we have some incredible ladies here with us who have, um, like, a different perspective on what diversity and inclusion means, um, both in terms of, like, what we look like and also where we come from and our religious backgrounds and cultural backgrounds. Um, and we want to talk about what it means to be open and accepting of different cultures, people, people yeah. literally anything, diversity, that inclusion, and just being respectful and also being curious, because I think we all have a responsibility to be curious about mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. um, so that we can, you know, work better together. Yeah. Going <clears throat> off of, like, curiosity, I think I always, like, kind of remind people, like, it's okay to not want to understand other cultures and beliefs is if that's what you want to be like it just comes at your at an expense of your mm-hmm. own personal Absolutely. development yeah. mm-hmm. so i feel like you can't really force anyone to be inclusive or curious unfortunately as much as we want to i think it's just kind of giving people an example of how it could actually not necessarily revolutionize but really um better their life like just like it's so amazing the different Mm -hmm. perspectives that I get from people even within my own culture among different cultures and it kind of just comes down to listening more just like just have like just listen you know so could you two before we kind of dive in more give a little background on like your life stories and you know your different perspectives that you have Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, so I was born in um, the U.S. in Naperville, Illinois. Really <laughs> 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 diverse. <laughs> um, I my parents are both Indian. They're South Indian. Um, I was my they like came here around like a few years before I was born, so around like ninety seven, ninety eight ish, and. Um, my all, I have two other siblings. Um, we were raised like pretty, like I'm Muslim, so we were raised pretty um, religiously. But at the same time, my parents have like given us a lot of like the freedom to have our own choices. Sure. So I like I did go to like Islamic school for like um, preschool, pre-K, and kindergarten, and um, I learned most of like my basic stuff from there. My mom started wearing the headscarf when she came here actually so she was already like tw- like in her mid 20s mm-hmm. and so i was like raised with that like most of my family wears it but i also do have like diversity in my family i have um so many different religions cultural cultures i um just heard actually last night my aunt um who was dating this amazing filipino um man they met at harvard and mit oh, yeah. they, both, oh, okay. they both work for mckenzie he's so sweet um we have like a celebration called eve and like yeah. you get like gifts and, yes. they, and so they like came this past summer and they gave us their own gifts like oh, that was such a big God. thing and so i heard they just got engaged last night oh that's, that's so awesome i'm so excited so like, i was like, you got so excited i was raised like pretty much like a lot of diversity like my parents were never like oh like you're muslim you can only have muslim friends sure, or like right. there's like only muslims in your family and like everything was my choice like be open to explore but also like know your limits like no like being muslim means this means that like like most importantly means being kind and like open and respectful Mm -hmm. and so I um was never like forced to wear the hijab or anything I mean you're supposed to wear the hijab technically when you get your period I kind of got mine a little early when I was like nine ten ish Mm -hmm. so obviously like oh wow never yeah it was really early (laughs) no actually wow (laughs) my my sister also got it then my mom got it then my cousin just got it then yeah it's like I guess it's a family thing I don't know (laughs) yeah but um so obviously like I wasn't gonna start it right then but but I and my parents never forced me. It was like always my choice. Like do whatever you want, sure. and I really mm-hmm. liked that. I think that made me respect my like religion culture more because it was like I was open to like mm-hmm. trying out different things, but also like staying within like certain limits that were like pretty big. But it's like like there was like a huge like room to like travel around and like try out different things. So I uh, started working a job freshman year of high school. Okay. I always told myself the story's really long, but I always told myself that I wouldn't like start on a like random weekend. And I was like, I'm gonna like start it like after summer or after a big break because like I don't want to shock everyone by like going to like being at school with my hair down on Friday and then showing up on Monday with like <laughs> no hair. And so um, or the hair covered. Yeah, hair covered. <laughs> I mean, when I say no hair, I mean Bald. hair covered. <laughs> Shave my but, head. Um, <laughs> I had always, like, just, like, kind of, like, considered it, but wasn't sure and stuff, because obviously my mom, like, would, like, if I would ask her about it, she'd be like, it's your choice, but obviously, like, you know, like, in our religion that, like, that's the thing to do, but, like, I'm never going to enforce it on you, like, it's your choice, like, you do what you want, you do it when you're right, when you, like, when you think it's right, so I, like, had all, I had friends who didn't ever, like, I had friends who didn't wear it, so when I would ask them, um, I was like, I kind of want to wear it now, but sometimes I just feel like I shouldn't, but sometimes I have these urges that I think I, like, I want to, and they'd be like, no, like, wait till you're, like, 100% sure. Like, don't, like, just randomly do it. You're going to regret it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, they, like, obviously, like, they, like, relate to me and, like, I get it. Um, and then I 
had just started making friends who wore it and they were wearing it they had been wearing it for like a super long time like since before they probably even got their period and stuff and so I like randomly like told this friend one day I was like I kind of want to like I feel like I want to wear it right now but like sometimes I don't so that's why I don't want to start it and she's like just do it just start it like start it right away like don't like go back or like go forward just think about like you in that moment I was like okay so I started it it was a Saturday I think or a Sunday I like remember my mom was in the bathroom like knocked and I was like she's like what and I was like um I think I'm gonna wear the hijab and she was like are you sure and I was like yeah and I'm pretty pretty sure she thought I was kidding um my dad I think was traveling and he came back like the next day or the same day he told me not to wear it He's really? like, Why yeah, because he was like, you're not 100% sure about it. This isn't, like, what you want to do. You're taking advice from someone else, which is great. But, like, I don't think you're 100%. And I feel like you need, like, it's a really impulsive decision. Like, go ahead and make the decision. But, like, think about it for a little time. Just don't, like, as soon as someone tells you to do it, just don't, like, do it. Like, think right. about it more. And I was like, I was like, no, I want to do it. Like, and, and I, like, liked it for the first few months. I had, like, a, amazing friends. Um, I didn't really have a lot of Muslim friends growing up. And I think that was, um, they kind of really, really respected the culture. And I'm not saying this um, from any offensive way, but in any religion, I feel like when you have people of the same religion and you do something that's against their religion, people of the same religion will justify it. Mm. But people of a different religion will kind of just be like, oh, like, don't do that. Or, like, oh, we really respect this. Because, like, they don't really have a say in it and, like, more like they're coming from the outside perspective, yeah. if you know if you know what I mean. And so they all really respected it. It, had, it was amazing. Like, I had so much support. I um, felt amazing. Like, if anybody asked questions to my friends, they knew exactly what to say. I had a lot of, a lot of my friends were Indian, so a lot of people would come up to them and be like, oh, like, when are you starting it? Okay. And they'd just be like, we're not Muslim. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, but I did come to the point where I hated it. Um, I tried... That? Um, it was superficial reasons, like, I, like, just didn't think I was, like, I was, like, I'm it's so, hard. yeah, I'm so pretty, but no one can see, like, see mm. how pretty I am. Ah. Um, I have, like, my friends were beautiful, they still are beautiful, um, and I, like, I was just, like, I can be as pretty as them, but no one, like, sees that, mm. and I also, at, like, certain points, like, like, I, I appreciate it now, but, like, hijab is kind of, like, it, like, makes, like, men respect you. Like, it's, like, hard, there's, like, hardly any moments where, like, I'm catcalled upon or, like, men will, like, hit on me or anything. And I really like that. Actually, I did get hit on this weekend. Oh. But it was by a Muslim guy, yeah. so that was okay. That was, <laughs> Sorry, that was okay. Yeah, that wasn't okay, but, like, it made more sense. But, like, usually people really respect it and they'll be like, oh, like, she, like, like I'm not going to disrespect her boundaries and stuff like yeah. that. And so I, like, and so I was, like, I was in high school, and I was, like, why don't boys like me? Like, boys think all my friends are pretty, and, like, they, like, think they're so hot, and I'm part of this group, like, I just don't feel, like, pretty enough, and I know I'm so capable of being pretty. Or, like, just little things, like, I love, like, clothes and fashion, and I just, like, this outfit would just be so cute if I just didn't wear hijab. And, like, and it's, like, I mean, like, it's, like, really, like, different to look at it from yeah. a different perspective, but, like, just wearing one outfit, like, just putting on a hijab makes it look totally different, even right. if it's, like... Like, me to putting on a hijab on any of your outfits will make it look completely different. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, a more, more, like, myself kind of thing. And, like, so I, like, changed my profile pictures. I, like, came down, like, at 6 in the morning, like, before high school with my hair done. And, like, every single time I was like, no, I can't do it. Like, I'm just, like, too scared to. So I put it back on. And it's been, like, five years, six years now. And I um really like it. I think I really, like, respect the idea of what it is. But I definitely had to, like, reject it. To, to like it sure um and so I think also just like coming to school like far away from my parents made me realize that it was my chance to like 
like a hundred percent freely like pick what I wanted to do and like what I wanted to believe and like practice like what I thought was right and I think that part like also grew my faith and so um I think it's just like kind of my story that's really long I'm sorry oh my god no no don't apologize no yeah no I don't apologize yeah no before uh yeah thank you for sharing that I think before I go off about my my story (laughs) go off no but I think it is uh definitely challenging to wear um a headscarf especially in like the western Mm -hmm. hemisphere like western society just because it is literally a symbol of your religion and given the fact that if we're being completely honest here um the way that islam is viewed in america is absolutely you know it's not positive at the moment exactly in general no exact no 110 percent. and i think that everyone knows that it's not really taboo anymore you kind of just sure right so i think that it's hard sometimes to kind of because if you're in the middle east or yeah in india you wouldn't really have those thoughts growing up in high school like thinking oh i if i i this outfit would look so much better with a hijab even though it doesn't really make a difference just because it's it's an accessory you can match your accessory to what you're wearing um and i think it's just kind it's hard to just have to adapt you know i'll go off about like how i lived in europe now but (laughs) because it kind of ties into it but um so hi i'm hasna (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Um, But yeah, so I was born in Egypt. I'm Egyptian and proud, as we all say. That's what my mom always says. When everyone is like, oh, where are you from? Are you Italian? Are you Spanish? She's like, Egyptian and proud. (laughs) And I'm like, great. Um, And so I moved to uh, Belgium at the age of two and a half, three. And I lived there for five years. So I kind of had, my childhood was very... um, you know, living in Europe, you experience so many different cultures as well. Yeah. So I definitely had the privilege of kind of just traveling everywhere. You know, Paris would be just like a four-hour car ride, and I'd be, by the way, on that topic, it's very sad. But yeah, um, sorry, I'm going off on different tangents. But yeah. yeah, so I really enjoyed my childhood experience because I went to a British school, so I, I was around a lot of people from the UK and just like even like Germany. It's just like all over. So I had... Uh, I already kind of inherited like a global perspective or you know what I mean okay. already at a young age and I was always very curious about different people's cultures and I never actually thought about differences like different cultures I never thought that I was like different from anyone um, I never thought that anyone who looked different from me was different from does that make sense yeah I never really you didn't put see to it. it and yeah. I feel like all children, children are kind are. of that way until yeah. until they get Absolutely. their parents input or their own, or you know, or society calls it out yeah. or something. But I even remember my mom coming um, to my school when I was younger in elementary school and just kind of um, talking to everyone about like, um, I eat like, and like Ramadan and kind of like what we do. And everyone was so excited yeah, and interested sure. and like, they all had like dates and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, I had a very, you know, I can't, I can't argue about that time in my life. So I moved to uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia, 20 minutes outside of D.C. Um, in third grade and lived there for four years. And that was kind of just, you know, my coming to America story. <laughs> hello. Um, uh, hi, hello. Yes. <laughs> hi, hello. And then I moved to Dubai for two years after that. And then I moved back to Brussels for freshman and sophomore year of high school. And then oh. I moved to Houston, Texas, which is a completely different. Yes. Yeah, yeah, go H-Town. Um, Different planet completely for my last two years of high school. 
and then I came to Indiana. So I feel like I had very, very different, mm-hmm. distinct environments. And so I learned a lot about the different types of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You meet so many different char- characters, like personalities, yeah. right? But I think when people ask me, like, oh, my God, we're, like, what was your favorite place? Like, I don't know. So many questions come about yeah. me telling them that I moved all the time. I feel like it's actually really interesting because I literally meet the exact same people in different places. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a different culture, yeah. I meet the exact same... Archetypes. Yeah. Exa- ar- exa- exactly. Archetypes. So I feel like if people stop looking at just... I mean, it's very important. I'm very... I still like to maintain my identity like and, you know, keep my culture. But I think if people kind of just only focus on the culture and not necessarily... Because everyone's so different. Yeah. Uh, like... Not every Egyptian is the same. Does that make sense? Not every yeah. American is the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it. throughout that experience, I obviously learned to adapt to different cultures, but I learned that everyone is just kind of their own mm-hmm. individual. Like, everyone's an individual. I think the most important thing is, like, that they're, like, human. And, like, that's, like, exactly. there's, like, everyone has, like, the same, like, basic foundations. And then, like, culture and religion is just kind of, like, build off that, like, sure. go yeah. off of that. But in the end, like, everyone's, like, morally, like, like fundamentally exactly. the same like human being Absolutely. anywhere did you guys feel like coming to iu you felt like it was just a completely different type of so sophie's from, from bloomington <laughs> <laughs> but no finish your question i'm listening right <laughs> <laughs> well we well, have a townie in here. i kind of have a question <laughs> yeah so i mean i came from new jersey so like very minor culture jersey. shock but whatever um so being from like you're not a bunch of white girls from Indiana. Get that's we can get that out of the table. We know. <laughs> um, so people do ask you questions like, how do you maybe suggest people, you know, pursue their curiosity, and also mm, very good. What kinds of questions do you wish people would ask you about right. anything related yeah. to diversity, culture, etc.? Yeah. So, do you want to go ahead? Go ahead. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I think I, like, mentioned this in my little spiel that I gave at the mass meeting, but um, I don't take offense to any question, only because that's someone coming up and, like, having that, like, willingness to even ask a question means they're willing to learn, and I think, like, instead of assuming that thing that you might think is offensive and asking that a question that you might think is offensive, I would rather you ask an offensive question mm-hmm. than, like, Hold assume that offensive thing yeah like, and what about yeah. intentions though That's, have you ever had someone yeah. who's, who's asked you a question yes. like to perhaps like shame or just like negative exactly. intention so going going off of that i feel like i agree it's no one ever minds being asked a question right yeah like unless you're just being rude yeah i don't know what's wrong with it so no one actually minds being asked a question i think if i'm being completely frank I only mind if they're kind of just saying it in a snarky way or the, the, yeah, their intention. Right? It's all, you know, you kind of have, like, a, that intuition. Like, why Why is this person asking right. me that? When somebody asks a question, usually you can tell their intentions right away. Because if they ask a question where they're, like, like they're, like, when you, like, I don't know how to word this, but... Um, they're like it's basically taking shots at like whatever Absolutely. they're asking, and they, they like don't they don't hear and they don't want to change their mindset. Like if they're like, well, your religion says this, and if I'm like, oh well, like it actually means this, or like it's taken in the wrong context. Well, they're like, then why did it say that? Yeah, and I'm just like, well, it's because of this, and they're like, well, then 
it shouldn't be there or something like that. And I'm like, well, you really, does like what I tell you really change? Like, it seems like you already have an opinion. Right. I think with like the questions there comes like, you can tell whether someone is like ready to be open-minded or not. Sure. And usually I like, I maybe, I don't remember dealing with someone who's like been like really like rude about it. Who's bad, had, had bad intentions personally. I like, again, like I, um, have come from Naperville's like super diverse and Bloomington's also super diverse. So I've only been in like two different places really my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've never really dealt with, um, like racism or like someone like coming at my religion or like me being attacked. I mean, I've had one situation, but other than that, I've like felt like super like, and this is again, my privilege, I think of living in these two different places, which are really diverse that I've never really felt like scared for my life. But I've recently been talking to um, another Muslim girl, actually, Zuha, um, and she doesn't wear the hijab. She's from West Lafayette, so, like, right by Purdue. And she, like, always, like, told him, I'm pretty sure she'll be okay with me sharing this, but um, she was just like, I was scared growing up. Like, I was scared, like, wow. like because her last name is Ali, her dad's name is Muhammad. She was like, I was scared growing up. Like, I genuinely Muhammad was scared Ali. for my life. Like, there's been so many times where I've been wanting, like, I've wanted to start the hijab, but, like, I'm genuinely scared. And I, like, couldn't wrap my head around the fact that I was like, that's my privilege because I never have. Sure. Like, there were always people around me who were who looked like me, who wore, like, the hijab. Like, even here, there's people who wear the hijab. There's yeah, sure. so many, like, diverse people, like, where I'm, like, really not that scared. Yeah, I'll be cautious, but, like, I'm really not that scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you, you mentioned that Bloomington is very diverse, so I just want to give you, like, my towny perspective okay. on yeah. it. I think within the school... Yes, yes that's what I was saying. How from you the East even... Coast, the Midwest is not diverse. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like from the school perspective and like who we surround ourselves with, I think we all surround ourselves with very diverse people and like we're friends with diverse people. But being from Bloomington, outside of the college town, I personally don't find it to be super diverse. Okay. Yeah, and so I grew up um, with majority like white friends like white classmates um actually I don't want to use the word white Caucasian um because I'm anyways that's a tangent but um I noticed that immediately like going to school most people would bring like sandwiches um hamburgers that is such a thing (laughs) and um chicken nuggets or just like lunchables and I would bring Chinese food like Mm home-cooked authentic Chinese food with like chopsticks and like all of that and you know sometimes when it's like like you're like people that things that people can recognize like dumplings they're like oh my gosh Sophie give me like that looks so good like let me try but then if it was something like fish or like um like a curry they would be like what is that like that smells weird or like yeah things like that and so I was very aware of being a person of color and having a different cultural background and going to school in Bloomington because I did not find it to be super diverse so I think it's interesting that you say that so I only say that and I think it's because because um so I um use Uber a lot um to go to class and whenever I sit in like an Uber I like ask like like I have a conversation with the driver and I really like that so I've met so many people from like San Francisco from like different parts of like the world who like I met like one this like sticks out to me the most he was um an um investor in San Francisco for 30 years and he recently Not like a very good investor yeah. driving Uber his, so his family um like is from Indiana so he was like I like retired and wanted to move back to Indiana and I didn't know where to move so I like chose to like live in Bloomington because that's the most progressive part do you agree with that absolutely I feel like that's like the most diverse part of a red state a very red conservative it's a blue dot in a red state yeah absolutely yeah 
Um, I think I want to tie back to your question of, like, asking questions. I think, like, all in all, like, it's... I definitely appreciate when someone, like, asks me... It's, like, kind of interesting. Like, we can start a dialogue. And I like to hear different people's perspectives, too. Even if it's gonna, like... Even if, from an outside perspective, it could offend someone. I think it's better to talk those things out. And I feel like it's easy to not, like critically think like people want to stay in their like traditions and um and their own mindset of where they like grown up and like you know what I mean because yeah. it's like easy to kind of just like it it, it kind of makes you more confident because the more you get different perspectives the more you feel like it's you're gray. exactly yeah. and that makes people uncomfortable so um but I think I've always been in a gray area I feel like I can never identify with um, one type of culture. Sure. Yeah. So sometimes, even when people ask me stuff about my own culture, I'm like, I don't know, let me ask someone else. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And so I think that's just the beauty of everything. Like, what about your... You, there's just so much more to yeah. learn. In, yeah. In terms of, like, sticking to what's easy and what's comfortable, mm-hmm. I think something that I've kind of realized, like, through my college career and kind of just, like, being... I haven't really been to New Jersey at home in, like, three years I don't really go home very often so I've been able to be like around the country a lot and I think that since being away from my family being away from that like comfortable sense of values that's kind of faded for me and I'm actually finding it really easy to be to not have to like defend anything gotcha and so I mean of course you take things with a grain of salt because that's you should always question and be skeptical to an extent I think um but when you don't, when you can just listen and not have these preconceived notions, mm-hmm. it makes the conversation, first of all, a lot better. And it also, mm-hmm. like, isn't it nice to not have to be, like, defending yourself all the time? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I think that's Absolutely. been Insane. something that I've... Yeah. yeah. I would agree. No. I was just going to... I was thinking of, like, what kind of questions make me feel like I can be completely open with someone. And it's the kind where the other person who's asking isn't looking for control Mm -hmm. it's like they ask you a question and they say so and then they add the word right at the end that's them like taking control taking their own filter and adding it onto the question before they give it to you and like the best kinds of questions i've gotten are confirmation are just like completely open and are like giving you the control so like what is your favorite part of like this or that or like what has been most meaningful for you and like that is giving all the control to the person you're asking your question to exactly I think Mm -hmm. having, like, not preconceived notions, but just kind of have, like, an idea in your head. Because I know, like, a lot of people, like, will come to me and be like, oh, like, I really don't want to be offensive, but, like, I've heard this. Like, is that, like, true? Or, like, like, what's, like, the real thing? Or, like, what what is the deal? And, like, that's okay because it's, like, they've heard something or, like, they've, like, read something. And, like, obviously, like, in their head, like, that's what they've read. And they're not, like, it's not like they, like, hard, like, they're never going to change their mind about it. They want to. That's why they're asking me. But it's just, like, it's good because it's, like, oh, so they are, like, willing to I kind of respect that a lot because it's like okay they've heard this thing but they're they're really Mm -hmm, like taking mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. like instead of just being like oh like I heard about like Islam on the news or like in an article like I already read like what I need to read like it's true like I don't need to like hear it from like another source to confirm Mm -hmm. like what I like this like um fact or something like that I think Mm -hmm. that takes a lot because it's like you're going out of your way to like confirm something and you're like asking someone who like has like first-hand experience with that and that like I have a lot of respect for that because especially like in this day, like, media and... Ugh, the media, media is basically what... You, you consume, you 
if you think about how much we consume on a daily, even just like looking at Instagram, just yeah. anything, anything, it really just kind of blurs your perspective. perspective. But it could also be an amazing tool for someone who is in a very small town, just not even, sure. not even like Bloomington. Yeah. Bloomington, to me, like we said, like it's a blue dot in a red state. Not yeah. that it's even a problem, like being in a conservative area. But, you know, even on the different side, if you are around very diverse, a minority group, you could still have a very bad notion absolutely. of Caucasian people. Absolutely. No one talks yeah, about yes, that. Because yeah. you always <laughs> yeah, look no, to the I minority. You always look to the minority. But I always think about those people, even like sometimes being in Houston, being around people and just they talk about like, oh, you know, white people and their like judgments. And it's like. <laughs> Whoa, it's like, that's literally the exact same thing of them saying yeah, that about right. you. Now, yeah. given the fact that there is history and there systemic is just... oppression. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. There's actually that's systemic oppression that comes with that. And so that's actually, you know, mm-hmm. not that it's justified by any means. However, You're trying just, to play both... You're trying to understand both sides. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's... it's no, I, like, to, to I think totally about. agree with that because I... Um, I, I'm I'm guilty. I've probably done it too, where I'm just like, oh, oh like, oh, like, like only a white person could think that, or like, oh, that's like so, like, like, oh, like white only white people would assume that or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it is true, but sometimes it's just like if you like, and it's I'm not I'm not defending or anything like that. Like it's like you should be the best like version of you, and like if you want like, so this like ties into like another topic, but um. When you wear the hijab or when people know you as a Muslim, I feel like you kind of, like, have this responsibility of, a, like, just a little bit of, like, kind of, like, representing the um, religion. Mm. Because I, I personally feel this, and, like, it comes to me without people even knowing, like, who I am. Like, if I do a little thing, sometimes it's, like, their first interaction with a person who wears hijab. Um. And if I, like, do something really mean, like... Some people might just be like, like, remember, like, oh, that first time I met a Muslim who wears hijab, she did this really mean thing, like, and, like, she didn't even apologize Mm -hmm. for it, and, like, that, like, and it sucks, but, like, I, um, so we have, like, Friday prayers on campus, so I went to the one that was, um, right after the New Zealand attack, so it was the one, like, the first Friday after spring break, and, um, one of the, um, the guy who did, like, the speech, he, actually, he's a Cali student, he mentioned something, he was like, unfortunately, it's unfair, but, like, we were given that responsibility, like, it sucks that we have this responsibility to, like, represent our religion, but, like, it, but we have to, like, what can we do, like, we are the only way that we, we are, like, like, the, followers of our religion are the only people who can change the perspective our religion has been given and I like and I like always feel that because like when I have like group projects and stuff I'm just like oh I like really really like don't want to do something I just want to be mean like they're not like getting their work done like they're like being so unfair but I'm just like wait like some of these kids like they probably have never interacted with a girl who wears hijab and if I'm just like mean like this and just like don't do anything or if I just say something like yeah. That, that's their perspective on it. Right. And, like, my mom always says, even, like, little things like holding a door open so or just, like, smiling or just, yeah. like, even sometimes when someone's having a bad day and, like, you can tell sometimes you have interactions with someone. I always have this thing, like, benefit of doubt. If someone's, like, mean to me who I don't even know, I'm just, like, maybe they're having a bad day. Like, let it go. Right. Like, who cares? Just I like, layer on the yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Like, and whatever. I, and I think that's, like, honestly just, like, an unhealthy pressure that, like, I think I think it's a beautiful thing to represent your religion, but you're also just 
you're representing so much. You're representing yeah. your family, but we all are. Yeah. I kind of yeah. represent, you represent what, you, what you're yeah. involved in. We represent what? We represent a sorority that we're in. We're, we represent our culture. People from New Jersey, et cetera. People from yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yes. you, can, you can hold that pressure and kind of, like, give it. But, like, we're all human. Yeah. Just right. because you wear something doesn't yeah. mean, doesn't make you, like, you know an other an yeah. other yeah. like you don't have to you you have raw emotions yeah. too i mean yeah, like absolutely. i don't think so that the, i mean yeah. the president of the united states gets mad and he's the president of the united states yeah you know <laughs> what i mean and he's representing all of america yes. so it's yes. like yes. yeah so um so i feel like to have that pressure is kind of just an added stress that also it's like it kind of also puts a different like um box to people who are just like outwardly representing their religion mm -hmm. whether you're jewish christian or muslim yeah i feel like it's it, they shouldn't be held to that pressure because that yeah. then it comes with consequences and not in a battle and I'm, I'm not sp specifically talking yeah. about you i think it's i think we should all be responsible yeah. for yeah i agree being a good human yeah you know and like i feel like in an idea, ideal right. world that's what it is but, but like you're right people have unfortunately a, con a pre preconceived notion and they want to find anything they can yeah. to yeah. justify Latch their their logic or like oh yeah I'm right they are kind of like they're not as peaceful as they claim to be yeah. Yeah. so I understand that you know what yeah. I mean perspective uh, yeah I have one final little Wrap remark up. I think so we yeah. were talking for a while it's been a great conversation and I wanted to ask all of us to go around and share one recommendation for how to be more curious, how to expand your knowledge of diversity, inclusion, etc. So I can go first. You go. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so everybody knows big podcast girls. So yes. I'm going to recommend a podcast called The Argument by New York Times. And they, they discuss, it is political, so if you're not super into politics, maybe there's a different one out there, but if you are into politics, or just like difficult topics. Um, they bring in somebody who's on more conservative and somebody who's more liberal, and they just present their arguments. Mm -hmm. There is no discussion of whether one side is right or wrong. They reach no conclusion. Um, it's purely, they lay out where their perspectives are coming from and you know what may motivate them. And I've learned a ton. I've even felt like my perspectives on certain issues have shifted a little bit because I just never really thought about where the other side was coming from. Um, so I feel like that's helped me grow quite mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah. Um, Nikki is always intellectually challenging herself, so <laughs> I'm not surprised that she brought in a podcast. <laughs> All this girl is always on the money books. Um, so for me, I just want to link this real quick to an example. I s listened to this talk about this man, an African-American man who was um, a police officer, and then he wanted to, for an investigation, learn um, he had a case about white supremacists. And he mm. actually went undercover. No. Joined a bunch of white supremacist groups to, like, understand. Wait, he's like, real questions. Yes. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. But how? But how? <laughs> <laughs> so he, but, like, sometimes there are, there are. Like are African-Americans yeah. who are, like, hate their own, like, culture it's a thing. and like hate their own like ethnicity oh yes yeah yeah so, like is that why he no no but how did he, he was like, going undercover but how so <laughs> i can send you the link to the talk it's on no podcast. like did he like disguise his skin color that's like no, the main question it wasn't he wouldn't go to events but it's he online. would join like facebook oh okay, okay. Or, like, oh, okay okay forums. so it was in person no um and he had like this username and it was something really stupid like white supremacist 101 or something <laughs> like that and he was talking about how like he you know while obviously he was going undercover 
cover, but he's trying to understand the other side. Yeah. And I think that takes a lot of courage. And in addition to that, he also was saying how, like, because he did this, he noticed how often his news, his normal media is, like, very one-sided. Like, if you guys don't notice, like, algorithms literally, like, cater to your interests. As soon as they find out you like one thing, they will only show you things for that one side. And so he was learning, like, news from the complete other side. Not all of it was right, but, like, things he was picking up that he would have never gotten in his normal Mm -hmm, news life. mm -hmm. And so applying that to me, obviously I'm not going to go undercover, Mm -hmm. but um, (laughs) at this this Friday, there's an event called Mock Mandy, and um, a couple of my roommates are dancing in it, slash are involved with it. It's an, um, an Indian... Pakistani. Pakistani, sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, correct me. Pakistani, I'm still learning. Um, holiday, or... Er, event and I was like hesitant because they were all doing that they were like Sophie join Sophie join but like I said I don't know much about the holiday it's basically it's not holiday uh-huh. it's basically no, no no it's okay it's okay a mehendi is like um an event and so you know like India and Pakistani like I think even Egyptian like weddings are like weeks long like Middle East yeah China. like yeah. weeks long <laughs> and so one of the events um specifically in like the Indian Pakistani like like wedding like week is like called the Mehendi where it's like like the theme of the like the, the whole theme would be super colorful like the bride and groom are super colorful clothes and then um they actually do like henna and mm-hmm. then they'll have dances. Gotcha. So, like, they'll have dances from, like, the boys' side, the girls' side. And, like, it's, like, it's super fun. It's, like, one of, like, the most fun events. And it's, like, right before the actual, like, um, ceremony or reception. Got it. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so, I just was, like, okay, I'll, I'll join a dance. I'll learn the dances. I'll, like, be at the event. Like, I just kind of immerse myself. And, obviously, Good. at first I was, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know very many people. But now I'm, like, I'm learning. I'm growing. This is cool. So, I think get involved. Yeah. And dive right in. Like, literally dive in. Okay. Um, no, I actually completely agree with that. I feel like get involved. Like, honestly, sometimes um, I'm in a very different organization. So I'm just giving an example just because we're in college. Um, um, and that's the way that you kind of immerse yourself with different types of groups. So sometimes when I'm in WIB and I tell them, oh, I'm in the sorority, they're like, really, you're in that sorority? <laughs> or if I'm, in a, if I'm in my sorority and then I say, oh, I'm going to a WIB meeting or an RSO or whatever I'm doing, they're like, really, you have that? So it's kind of just like, you know, like combining your interests and kind of meeting very different people mm-hmm. and just like conversing and mm-hmm. actually listening yeah. to different types of people. Just have conversations. It doesn't really take that much effort. Yeah. Just have conversations Absolutely. and then you find like sometimes even like late night conversations. I have my best friend, she's very conservative and very very like just head on about like conservative values and just like policies and so I always kind of like talk about it with her like for like hours and that really fuels my knowledge and my understanding of her perspective um and and with that you find that there's so many similarities sure and then you kind of just combine everything together like does that make sense like it's just kind of just talk to people and don't and don't kind of be so short-sighted or you know close-minded yeah. yeah don't put yourself in a box just because a that's very boring like what is life if that's you're right. just like literally around the, the same eat the rainbow <laughs> eat, eat the rainbow <laughs> all right <laughs> expose me eat the eat so the marshmallows always... of the lucky charms you know just like don't don't kind of group yourself to just like one kind because that's that it will if you if you just like open your mind to different people or try and it's, you really don't have an excuse 
like when there's social media you know what i mean um with meeting different types of people obviously don't be safe everyone but um, (laughs) yes so just kind of listen more and uh talk to different people talk to different people i think my biggest thing for like anyone is like whether you're like like Caucasian, African American, Indian, like anything, anything. Uh, any religion, any background, any like wherever you are in your point of life. I think the biggest thing is if um, you think you're open minded, you should be open minded enough to respect other people's values and religion. Mm-hmm. And like even if like you don't agree with it, my biggest thing is it's someone else's life. True. It's their choices. It's their decisions. Respect them. Does it really affect you? No, like it's not going to, but like that they should have the freedom to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Like respect it. You don't have to agree with it. It's not affecting you really at the end of the day. Um, it, like it, like your opinion doesn't really like, who cares about your opinion? You're one person. Like I'm like talking yeah. about myself too. Like my opinion doesn't like affect like a whole, like they like, does, if I like in my head, if I go up to someone, I'm like, I don't agree with this that you're doing. Like you need to change. Like, does it really matter? No, mm-hmm. just respect it. Like you have your own, like, like freedom to make choices. Like they should have their own too. Mm-hmm. And I think a huge part of being open-minded is the fact that you're open-minded enough to just like, respect other people. Sure. Even if they're not being open-minded, just be like, I respect your decisions. Obviously, I don't agree with them, but, like, I'm not going to, like, belittle you or, like, like yeah. bash you up for, like, not agreeing with what I think is right and stuff like that. But also just, like, using your resources. So um, I never assume anyone's, like, political, like, side sure. or whatever or, right. like, what they, like, think. Because I feel like, I feel like especially coming to IU, that's such, a, like, a like a weird topic to bring up. And so I just don't. Like, I just, like, kind of, like, I, like, won't till like, I find to, like, hear signs from it. And, like, I, like, have gone, like, become closer with someone closer closer to like one day like something comes out and I'm like oh okay so like you're this side of like the spectrum like I get it now and then I'm like okay now I know it's like okay for me to like bring out that side of me but like obviously I wouldn't if like if like you were on the opposite side I would never unless like we had an, like, we were both open to a pretty respective conversation mm-hmm. yeah. but I think using your sources whether you think you're diverse or like like, I think, like, especially for, like, people like us, we, like, also need to use our resources. Like, there's a lot for us to learn on the other side, and there's also other people, a lot times, for right? other people to learn yeah. from us. So I think just, like, that's why I said that day in Wib, like, I, like, I think all of us are, like, like, like we see each other, and we're like, oh, my God, hey, but, like, how much do we really know each other? Yeah. And, like, I know anybody could come up to me, and I'd be so willing to, like... I'd be comfortable enough to talk to them and be like, oh, this is why I do this, this is why I do that. And I know I would go up to anyone in Web and be like, hey, like, do you mind if you had, like, 10 minutes for, like, a coffee or, like, something like that? Just because I want to learn more about, like, this. And, like, I know, like, we have that, like, organization and that resource, like, use it. And I yeah. think that's such a big thing because some people don't have it and, like, we do. We yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Well, thank that. you, ladies, thank for sharing. You. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, we are... S- do we have anything else to talk about? Okay. <laughs> no, we're okay. wrapping up. Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you see next time. See you on the time. next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.